You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. I have a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I have a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I have a pony. We share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. Woof and Super Smiles, welcome to a Super Smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, here with my giant mutt sidekick, Smiley. Smiley and I are coming to you today from North Carolina, where we just shot our first feature film together. It's Susie's Hope, about one of the most inspirational dogs I have ever met. And today we have another theme of hope. I know animals can lead us on amazing adventures. And during our travels, Smiley and I met up with a wonderful organization named Hope. That's H-O-P-E. And that's exactly what they give. The Hope Dogs are partnered in teams with their person and they go into areas affected by disasters and provide comfort to all who need it. These dogs and their people get four paws up. And bringing us stories of hope today is a wonderful friend of mine and of Smiley's. He's been their chief financial officer for Hope and has been on their board of directors and for seven years has been giving hope to people, including those from Hurricane Katrina, the wildfires of South Georgia, and the shooting at Virginia Tech. We're so happy to welcome Bill Hatherly. Hey, Bill, welcome to a Super Smiley adventure. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Megan. It is such a privilege to be here with you today. We are really excited to hear from you, and we want to hear all about Hope's mission and your range of Hope experiences on planes, trains, and in disasters. But first, a more personal question. How has working with Hope in these intense situations influenced your bond with your dogs or your experience of the human-dog bond? You know, I have two dogs that have been qualified to be Hope dogs, and one of these dogs, his name is Brinkley. He has such a natural bonding with people. He somehow understands what people need. And throughout the last seven years, Brinkley has been a very big part of our efforts with Hope. When we were at uh, Virginia Tech, there were times where he would just get up to people. We would just watch Brinkley and he would take us to people in need. So what it's done is it's helped us in our bond between Brinkley and even Tickles. She, that's the other dog. And she, <laughs> I like that she, name. Uh, you know, she reminds me a lot of, of your smiley and just always smiling. And so the name Tickles enables people to smile and to have a good time. And, you know, we always say we're there to help people smile. And, and uh, Tickles does a good job of that. And you mentioned how your dog just sort of naturally goes to the people, you know, who need to be comforted by him. And dogs communicate with energy, and that's something I feel that we can learn from them. We can be, it's more of a direct communication. Do you agree with that? You know, hope in our work with the Hope Group, it's Hope Animal Assisted Crisis Response. We have the opportunity to go into environments where there's been a disaster or a major situation involving perhaps a tornado or shootings or hurricanes or whatever. And so you have people that are highly stressed out. And some dogs have an innate ability just to be able to understand and to pick up on the feelings of people. And like in the case of Brinkley, his dog mother was able to detect seizures in one of their children. 
And we think oh. Brinkley picked up a lot of that same ability. And so he can detect when people have needs, when people are, are really hurting. And he will just go up and lean up next to them. So we've learned to just follow him and let him lead us. If you just listen and watch your animal, oh my gosh, you can learn so much. I agree 100% with you, Bill. That is very, very well said. And I don't know if everyone knows this, but Smiley and I are also a hope team. And Smiley constantly shows me that the more we're open to what dogs can do, the more we can see the immense capacity that they have to help us. And that's exactly, exactly what you just said, Bill. Thank you for saying it so well. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. More with Bill Hatherly on hope. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Day. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get six dollars off your order of sixty dollars or more, and up to forty percent off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of forty nine dollars or more. Six dollars off, up to forty percent off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco to get these. These awesome deals go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio with Bill Hatherly of the Hope Organization. Bill, Hope, it's not just a local group, right? It's national. Tell us about it. Well, we have, at the current time, I think we have 106 dog handler teams throughout the nation. We're covered uh, in both coasts. Uh, we have from the Pacific Southwest in California to the Pacific Northwest to the Rocky Mountains. We have groups in the East Coast, and then we have another large group in the Southeast, and that's the group I belong to. Into. And each of them has 
an organization. We have regional directors in charge of each area, and we have people with dogs, and then we have team leaders that actually watch out what we're doing. You see, when we go into an environment, there could be a high-stress situation, and we're very busy helping people that are affected by the disaster. And you know, our dogs, they give us signs all the time. And so we have people that stand in the background, our team leaders, and they watch the entire event. They watch everything that's going on to make sure we're safe. And they're specially trained to detect stress signals in the animals. And if they see that certain animals are getting stressed, then they will come and tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, Bill, why don't you go take a little break? I think Brinkley could use it right now. You see, our number one priority in HOPE is to take care of our animals. Even though, though we're there to help other people, we want to make sure that we don't overstress our animals. So we have to be very careful. And Bill, that was one of the things that I was so impressed with when Smiley and I went through the training is that you all constantly emphasize that your number one priority was advocating for your dog. That was the number one thing you have to look out for. As you said, we're there for the people, but your number one responsibility is your dog. And I I love that. Now tell us, what was the thinking behind the actual inception, the creation of an organization like this? Because it is, it is so innovative and it is so needed. Tell us the big picture thinking behind it, the mission statement. Well, let me start off by telling you about the lady that started it. Her name is Cindy Ellers. And in 1998, she responded as a therapy dog team with a group called, uh, at the time it was Delta Pet Partners. And she responded and she realized there was a need for people and for dogs and for a whole organization to help out when there are crisis situations, when people are there in high stress situations. So she created hope or at least the idea for hope back in 1998. And then we evolved a little bit and we got, uh, we started creating some teams and then we were involved in 9-11 and we had several teams there at Pier 94 and also at Ground Zero. So before I go into some of the things we've done, let me just branch off and answer your question here about our mission statement because I think that's pretty important. And the mission of Hope Animal Assisted Crisis Response is to provide comfort and encouragement through animal-assisted support to individuals affected by crisis and disasters. Now, you notice I didn't say just the people that have been impacted by the actual event. For example, in a hurricane, perhaps people have been displaced or, or at maybe the Superdome or whatever. But you also have first responders and you have other disaster workers, such as the Red Cross, that may have been on site for weeks or months or whatever. And they're missing their animals back home as well. So while we work a lot with the people that have been directly affected by the hurricanes or by the events, we also work with a lot of the responders and we find just tremendous support and a tremendous helping, if you will. They, they really appreciate our service. That makes so much sense because I can imagine the first responders are under a lot of stress dealing with dividing up the triage and just not knowing what they're walking into. I can imagine that every single human there would benefit from these dogs, and that's, that's exactly what you said. And you also mentioned Hurricane Katrina, 9-11. Can you tell us some of the, the range of experiences that you have personally had on site? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm one of the older guys, and I've been doing this for a very long time. But I have been using either Brinkley or Tickles in many events 
since, oh, I guess it's 2005. And I've been involved in single family fires where to them, this is a very large event as to that individual family. Or apartment fires where you have whole groups of people. Obviously, Hurricane Katrina was a large event. I'll tell you one of the interesting ones for me was the South Georgia wildfires. We had acres and acres and acres of area that were being burned, very similar to what happens out in California and out in this far west and also in the Rocky Mountains. And you have these firefighters that respond to it. They work 12-hour shifts many times, and then they come back to their area, and they're away from the family for two weeks. And there, you're rough and tough and very strong firefighters, but they miss their animals. And so when we bring our dogs around, their type of response is not one of emotional need, but it's just of a bonding experience. And even there with the fires, we get just a tremendous response from our people we talk with. But I've also been to a number of shootings. Like I said, at Virginia Tech was certainly one. Recently, I guess in the last year or so, there was another one in the small religious college in North Carolina. We had the floods in Atlanta. We've had tornadoes. We've had summer camps for children in what we call Operation Purple. And their parents are overseas in Iraq or Afghanistan or somewhere. And so they have a special camp that they go to. And so we bring in the dogs there and help them out. I remember one Christmas day when we went down to Savannah where there were some soldiers that were coming back from Iraq there and they weren't able to get to their homes on Christmas day. So we brought in the dogs and they were very happy to see us. This is an amazing, amazing mission that you're on. It's just amazing. So let me tell you, in the last, oh, I guess uh, six weeks or so, we've been at two events, one with 60,000 people and another one with 40,000 people. At the 60,000 people event, it was at a memorial for Vietnam veterans in Charlotte that the state of North Carolina had put on for their veterans. It was at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And we really didn't think it was going to be a call out. It was just going there to show our dogs and say, look at these pretty animals. and Let me tell you about what we do. But what had happened is that many of these folks had kind of opened up wounds, if you will, had the emotional issues that perhaps some of them were experiencing actually came to the surface. And we found lots of stories. We found lots of tears. We found lots of emotions. And our dogs helped immensely. But the crowds, oh my gosh, the crowds were so large. You know, we found it to be very, very helpful. But we also learned that we had to take breaks and we had to find ways for our dogs to get away from the crowds. And so we brought some crates and found a little corner and we were able to put them in timeout for an hour or half an hour or whatever, give them lots of water and lots of running time. That seemed to help. And then they'd go back and work for another hour or so and then perhaps take a break. And you're talking about the dogs now, Bill. And I remember our qualification um, when we qualified. Qualifying is a, is a pretty rigorous process. Um, Smiley and I, we qualified last year. And it was a three-day process of classes and tests, including a ride on the Atlanta mass transit train subway system and a visit through airport security, which sometimes does that. Going through airport security is so intense it can unravel humans. So, yeah, so explain to us why it's so important to screen the dogs to this high level. Well, here's the issue. When we're out in a call, when people are in a high emotional status, it's very important that the dogs could be trusted. It's very important they don't show any signs of aggression or or really any sort of stress that would be detected by the general population. When we are involved in perhaps we're riding on the trains or perhaps we're going through the security at the airport, 
it's very important we have our dogs under control and that they do exactly what we tell them and, and they are come across as calm and passive and it helps to breed that same kind of instill the same kind of feeling in the people that see the dogs. And Bill, during a call out along the same subject, during a call out, it's usually, well, often it's a complex or an unpredictable situation. Obviously, there's a fire or, you know, something that is really dangerous like that. So there are probably many elements to consider. First of all, like I just mentioned, you, you have safety. And then you mentioned advocating for your dog. What are some of the other things that you have to be aware of when you're in a situation like this? You have to totally be aware of the environment because it's always a changing environment. And you've, you've got to make sure that your dogs are safe, that your people are safe, and that you're fulfilling a need. Bill, this is all such great information. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back with the good health impact that these Hope Dogs can have on people. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on possum gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List. Who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash super and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash super. S-U-P-E-R. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PetMeds.com forward slash adventure, A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, 
Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Bill Hatherly of Hope. Bill, tell us about how the Hope Dogs can even possibly help our health. Yeah, it's more of an emotional side that we provide. What happens is the dogs provide unconditional love. They are there, they have bring a sense of calmness. They bring about a smile many times. They're calm. They're well-mannered. And what scientific studies have recently discovered, something we've all known that work with dogs, but actually the dogs help people with high-stress situations to actually lower their heart rate, to lower their blood pressure. It allows people to de-stress in a simple and very effective way. If we have empathy, if we can show true empathy with those we serve, it is so helpful. And what they found with these dogs is that it actually decreases the stress hormone cortisol and it actually increases some of the good endorphins and Oxycontin, which are in your system. And you know what? Those are the things that make you happy. I always say that dogs improve our happy chemicals. So, so I'm medically correct in saying that. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. And studies are now proving that. And see, what's happening is you have these people that are, that are really experiencing a tough time in their life. And what we're doing is helping them to improve their self-esteem and their comfort. And it's building rapport. And this tactile reassurance that they're getting with this animal is really helping them to cope. And many times we'll get people just holding on to the dogs and just talking. Right. Can you recall um, a particularly touching experience that impacted you like that, a particular story about someone that touched you? You know, we have these situations where you recall all of us that work and hope and that help people in these situations have such events. And I could probably list 15 or 20, but one stands out as one of the most major things that I witnessed. And this involved a FEMA distribution center in New Orleans right after Hurricane Katrina. And we had this gentleman that was probably a street person that had come in there and in this particular environment, it was an, actually a gymnasium with probably 15 or 20 tables around the inside of the gymnasium and with chairs out in front of each of the tables. And at each of the tables, they provided a service, you know, perhaps one is for housing and one is for food and clothing and whatever. And so one gentleman had been in one line and, and what they did is they would sit in these chairs and they would move over one at a time and then until they got up to the front, they were able to go up to the table in front of them. And sometimes it would take a while to do that. So we had one gentleman that was walking over to our area where Brinkley and I happened to be. And this man says, I need to go see the people at that table. And the FEMA worker said, well, sir, you're going to have to sit down and wait your turn in line and all these other people here in front of you. And he says, I'm not going to wait another line. I waited 45 minutes over there. And then they told me I had to come over here. So now you want me to do this again? And he started getting really agitated. Now, it's not unusual for people in high-stress situations 
to get agitated and show a lot of emotion. The FEMA worker is very calm, and she just said, sir, you're really going to have to abide by the rules. You're going to have to sit here and just go your turn, and we'll be glad to help you get through this, but everybody has to be in line. So I saw what was happening, so I took Brinkley over there, and I said, hey, do you like dogs? And he says, yeah, I, I like dogs. And so I brought my dog, Brinkley, right up to him, and Brinkley snuggled into his lap. And he put his head right in between his legs, and his ears were flopping on each side, demanding attention. And so the man put his hands on Brinkley and started rubbing. You know, he was rubbing a little hard at first, but he was rubbing, and it was okay. Brinkley was all right with it. And the more he rubbed, the less he was mad. And he started doing that after three or four or maybe five minutes. He was talking like a normal person, and he was going through it. He went through the line, and he got up to the front. Well, the female worker came over to me, and she says, you wouldn't believe this, but people like that, they're so anxious and so upset with the government, and they've been through so much, they get so angry, and we have to get security to take them out. And when we take them out, they do not come back. And when they don't come back, sometimes they stay in the street. She said, you may have actually just saved that gentleman's life just by helping him to calm down. I believe I that. Thought, wow. Really? Wow. That is, that's so incredible. And dogs do that. And we do, we see this. Good job, Brinkley. Big shout out to Brinkley there and, and to you too, Bill. It's really incredible. It, that kind of reminds me of a story that I heard. I think it was in Colorado about two years ago. There was an airplane on, on the tarmac that had been there for about two hours and the people were really starting to get angry and antsy and they were getting more and more angry and there was a woman that was claustrophobic and it was really starting to get to the point where they were going to have to um, call security. It was starting to get out of, out of control and there was a man on the plane with his service dog and he asked if he could walk the dog up and down the aisles and the flight attendant said, yes, anything, anything, let's just try anything and when he did people started reaching their hands out, petting the dog, and they started smiling. And then people started talking about their own dogs and pulling out their phone and showing pictures. <laughs> and pretty that soon, it was just a little a little dog party happening on the airplane. So, And I know we all, the listeners are probably like, yes, I know, and my dog did this, and my dog did this. So it is so fantastic that not only do you reach out, does Hope reach out, but that there is an organization that officially reaches out in this capacity. It's just, it's just amazing. We're so excited to be, to be a part of it, Bill. And how can other people become a Hope team? What does it take to become a Hope member? Yeah, let me make sure I, I make one point here that's very sure. important. You're talking to me and I'm telling you about my personal experiences and I, you know, I'm certainly very excited about them. But let me also tell you that we have a hundred members all across the United States and each of them have similar experiences. And there was a, a plane that crashed in Montana that we helped at. There was a gas explosion and there was a train wreck in California. There were wildfires and they were working with the military in the eastern part of the country. There's just been a lot of different opportunities, and there are so many stories that people have written. Even in our publication now, we have what we call starfish stories, where we tell about events such as this. So even though I'm kind of hogging the time about what's happened in my own events here, I'm telling you there are stories like that all across the nation. Now, to get involved in Hope, I would tell you that we want to have people join us that have already been doing pet therapy work. And so if you've been doing that and you're making at least 12 visits a year, then please check us out on our website. We're at 
hope, A-A-C-R.org. That's for Animal Assisted Crisis Response. Or you can always call our telephone number at 877-467-3597. That's great. And Bill, oh, here's something to talk about. During a call out, sometimes you also come into contact with the media. Now, obviously, you're in the media here. You're being interviewed on a super smiley adventure. But during a call out, this can be very tricky because people may be injured. They may be in triage or maybe it's just a reporter, you know, he's looking for a juicy story. So, how do you handle that? What's the protocol when you're on location and media comes up to you? You know, we have a very wonderful relationship with the media. What happens a lot of times when a situation occurs, in the first two or three or four days, the media is trying to gather information. But after about the third day or so, they're switching over to look for stories that are feel-good stories. And hope allows the reporters to see events where people are getting good feelings, and they're, they're, it's a, it is a feel-good story. So our relationship with the press has been wonderful. Perhaps the, the biggest thing we have to be very careful about is we can't share any private information. Sometimes we get quizzed about what's going on inside that building or who's hurt or whatever. We really can't talk to that. We talk a little bit more in generalities in those types of situations. But they want to know what our dogs are doing. They want to see these dogs. They want to see them in action. Oh, my gosh, at Virginia Tech, we had hundreds. I swear there were hundreds of reporters and TV reporters just filming everything we did. And we actually had to manage the media so that we could work with the people that were affected by the disaster. Well, you and your dogs, you are amazing. You are great ambassadors. That's that's the way I look at you, ambassadors of hope and ambassadors of smiling and, and feel-good chemicals. I like to look at the dogs like that. And next weekend in Atlanta, you and I will be joining up to give a class to Hope. Hopeful's on the subject. And Smiley and I are really looking forward to seeing you and Deborah and the whole Southeast team. So, Bill, let's give a shout-out to that class. Hey, guys, good luck from Pet Life Radio and a super smiley adventure. Bill, is there anything you want to say to the Hope Hopefuls? You know, there is one point I want to make to the audience here, and that is that we're a nonprofit, 501c3, and we really live on donations, and we really could use help in that area. So if people are moved by some of these stories, if people understand how important it is, the work that we're doing, then we would love for them to come to our website at hopeaacr.org and make, make a donation. We really could use the support. Thank you so much, Megan. Oh, Bill, you're very welcome. And let's see, Bill, we are really grateful for all you do for Hope and for taking the time to join us on a super smiley adventure. And say your website one more time. It's hopeaacr.org. Okay, very, very cool. And Smiley and I are going to see you next weekend in Atlanta. And one more thing, one more Smiley update. He just had his first big screen debut with his film Super Smiley Flash Mob, a documentary, and that premiered at the Awareness Film Festival. And it won the Visionary Award there. And he was in great company with Tom Shadyak film I Am and the Humane Society of the United States film Minds in the Water. So a big shout out to our super smiley and you can see his film and info at smileythedog.com and uh, there's more too um, Bill, did you know we just finished shooting our first feature film together 
and here in North Carolina. And it's not just any film. It's of huge importance for pets. We both had roles in the film Susie's Hope. It's the true story about the dog who was set on fire in North Carolina, but then recovered and has now inspired Susie's Law and is North Carolina's spokesdog for stewardship of animals. So we're so thrilled to be a part of Susie's Hope. And we'll be updating on everybody on Susie's mission and on her film as well. And so, Bill, we do all that we can to honor these amazing animals. And you are a true force of nature in this cause. Bill Hatherley with Hope, thank you so much for joining us on a super smiley adventure. And, Bill, is there anything that you want to say to the Hope Hopefuls if they hear this before the weekend's over? Oh, my gosh. It is so much fun and so (laughs) rewarding. You will have a ball. (laughs) They will. And it is truly a super smiley adventure, right? Absolutely. You know, I love Smiley. We bonded. And I almost was able to get him away from you. But, oh, my gosh, there you were. You came right back. But I tried. (laughs) He's a lover. He loves everybody. And Bill Smiley and I will be seeing you in Atlanta this coming weekend. And to everybody else, woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.